everyone should learn a little bit about metrics and that little bit you should be using on a regular basis to make better decisions about future videos and also about changes you need to make to current videos. And if you do that by learning a little bit about the metrics available in video platforms, you will make better decisions and be able to understand what your audience is doing better so that you can create videos that are gonna be more enticing, more engaging, and more helpful. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of The Visual Lounge, the show where we talk about using video and images in the workplace. Today, we are going to be talking about metrics. Metrics, measurements, analytics, whatever you wanna call them, there's something that often is forgotten about. The thing that gets left behind because you don't have time to go back and look at them, but that's an opportunity lost because that's the thing that then you don't go and get to learn from. And so we're gonna be talking about all sorts of different metrics today, what they might mean, how you might interpret them, how you might use them. And we'll be going through this right now. But before we do that, we got our beginning questions we wanna get started with. So the first thing is, how did I get started using with video metrics? Well, I've been in video for a long time. So I've been doing videos, creating videos really professionally for about uh, over 16 years now. It's kind of crazy. And along the way, I've had to look at a lot of different metrics. There have been times I've been very happy with those metrics and understanding them. There's been times when it's felt lacking. So I've had a really a chance to dig in over the years with YouTube, with Wistia, with other platforms to see what those metrics might mean and how to interpret them. Uh, by no means will I say that I'm an, a metric expert, but I've had some experience here that I'd like to share with you all today. Next question is, how do you define success for video metrics? And I think this is an interesting question because it actually starts to beg the question of, what is success look like for your video? What is it that you want your video to achieve? And there are lots of metrics out there, platforms that are gonna host video, that are gonna provide metrics. They don't know necessarily what success looks like for you. They know what it looks like for them. For instance, YouTube is notorious for saying, we want viewers to stay on YouTube. We don't care if they watch your content, we just want them to stay on YouTube. So it uses that metric to determine which videos to serve up uh, then that just I want to say that's an oversimplification. There's many other pieces of that puzzle that are going to determine what goes uh, to lots of people, what doesn't. But YouTube is concerned about its success, right? And so when you're looking at metrics, you have to decide like, what is it that I want? Do I want them just to watch the video? Do I want them to start the video? Are there certain parts of the video that I feel like are essential? And we'll look at some of those different things. And, and you might have a variety of different things. If it's an advertisement or a more of a demo than a tutorial, you might have different things that you worry about and different things that you're looking at. Then if you're doing a tutorial video and, and really success looks like them being able to do something, know something, uh, you know, understand something, whatever those kind of key verbs are that you're looking for from a success criteria. Now, it's important that you you set your success, regardless of what the metrics can tell you, you set your success goals, you set your what you want your video to achieve, and then you're gonna use these metrics. And unfortunately, sometimes you're gonna to have to piece things together. So what does success look like? Success looks like success for your video. If you're YouTube, on the other hand, success looks like that video, bringing people to YouTube, getting them to stay on YouTube, and other platforms may care less about that, right? So you gotta just keep that in mind as we go. Now, the third question, our third standard question, I'm going to 
twist a little bit just because it's me. I'm going to ask if I do this question every single time, I'm probably give you the same answer. So this time it's, you know, what's one tip I could give you to improve using images or video. And this is a good one around metrics actually, because if you're going to use video, you need to set a calendar date, something that says, Hey, in three months, six months, three weeks, whatever it might be, whatever the cadence is, set a reminder, set a calendar date to go back and look at those metrics to see how it's performing. Now you might need to have multiple of those. You might look at, let's say after first two weeks, then you might look at two months. Then you might look at six months and a year and just, you want to be able to come back to it. But if you don't give yourself time and space to do that, well, that is problematic because if you don't go back and look at it, you'll never know. You won't be able to learn. And the goal, one of our goals outside of the goal of the video is we want to be able to learn and use these metrics so that we make better videos and better videos will then help us achieve our goals. You see, it's a, a beautiful golden spiral. It's going to keep going round and round, help you get better and better and better, hopefully. That said, you got to take the time to do it. If you don't take the time to do it, you cannot learn from what your video has done. You might have anecdotes. People might leave comments or see you in the hallway and say, hey, that was really great. But what you want to see is the actual behavior. Did they watch it? Did they start it? Did they interact with it as you expected? You know, then even at the end of it, for some of us, did they, are they able to do that thing? And there's other ways you might measure that than built in like analytics. You might have to do a quiz or a test or something that surveys them to understand if that is true. Okay, we're gonna dig into some more metrics, gonna look at some screens and actually go through the different types of analytics that might be available to you on your platform. And we'll do that in just a minute. Hey everybody, this is Matt from the Visual Lounge. Just wanna remind you that we have a podcast. So if you're watching the video and thinking, oh man, I wish I could keep listening to this on the road without the YouTube issues, you know, where you, close your phone down or whatever because you're driving. All good stuff. Be safe out there. But you can always go and subscribe at your favorite podcast feed. So whether you're listening on Google or Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast, we've got that. And on the other side, if you're listening to the podcast and thinking, I wish I could see what we're, they're talking about, you can always go over to YouTube and we've got the Visual Lounge channel there that you can always watch these great episodes. And I just want to say, if you missed or you're new to the show, we've got great back episodes. You can see we've got a ton of them with really great content, really great guests and information about making images and using videos. So again, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on the podcast. We'd love to have you in both places or whichever works best for you. And now back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back. Okay, so let's dive into some of these metrics. So I'm going to just pull this up here. You can see like, oh, you probably can't see this, right? Look, look at this. If you're listening to podcasts, I've got YouTube up on the screen. It may be helpful to go over to YouTube to check this out, but if not, uh, I'll do my best to describe it. So this isn't going to work for us. So let's go to this view here. Okay, now YouTube, I'm going to use YouTube as a primary example of analytics because one, everyone can go out and look at it. You can get access to YouTube. Two, I think they do a really nice job of providing a breadth of analytics. We'll also look at Wistia during this podcast today, talk about some of their analytics and how it's different. Whatever platform you're on, it's going to be slightly different. Everyone has their different approach. What you need to do is take some time to learn the platform that you're on. Take a few minutes, go read their help articles, go look at what they say about what their analytics mean. And once you do that, you'll be able to make sense of, of, of the data much more clearly. So if you're using Vimeo, Vidyard, 
one of these other hosting platforms that provide analytics, make sure you're looking at what they provide and what they mean by these terms, because they may not be equal. They might be similar, but by no means may they be the same. So I'm actually going to look at a video here that is quite successful. And in YouTube, the first tab when you go into any videos analytics is overview. This is just a broad kind of look and kind of just like it says, it's an overview of all the data. Uh, one of the first things I think everyone notices, and you'll see this even without going in, into analytics, is views. Views are literally what they say they are. Uh, that is, how many times has this video been watched? And I, I think the thing that's interesting about that is that, you know, it could be one person watching once. It could be two people individually watching, so for two views. Or that one person could watch it three times and it's going to count three times, right? And there, there are some ways to kind of look at that and see the differential. But from a high level, views are views. Now, views are important. Now, they also get tagged as a vanity metric is maybe, oh, well, I got, look at how many views I got. They're so good, right? No. So views are important though, because they tell you, are people seeing it? Are they even getting to it? And that's one of the key things for me that is if someone's not getting to your video and they don't ever start watching it, they don't view it. We'll talk about how much they view it and all that, but they don't ever get to see it to start with. It's an unsuccessful video. So you want to keep track. Like, are you getting the expected views that you, as I said, expected, right? So if it's an internal video to your organization, it's not publicly out on YouTube or someplace like that. You expect maybe your whole company, maybe your company is 500 people. Did 500 people view it if that's what was required? Or maybe it was a subset of that and it's only 30 people. Are you at least seeing around that number, give or take? So views is really helpful. And for, for instance, for in this instance, YouTube, what you really want to see there is kind of growth over time. Like what's happening, you know, if it's not continuing to grow, why is it not accurate anymore? Is it not valuable? Maybe you did something to intention intentionally or unintentionally date it. So views, even though they're the kind of the most basic metric, one that probably every particular platform that I can think of gives you. It may not be super helpful, but it at least tells you, hey, we're in a ballpark here. People are seeing it or they're not. And if they're not, then you can start taking action to fix that and make sure they can see it. Now, the next one under this overview, particularly again in YouTube, is what's called watch time. And this is an hours. And so what you can see here is this is kind of the cumulative amount of time all those viewers have watched this video. So in this case, we have just over 89,000 viewers and they've watched it for over 2000 hours. So that starts to, to give us a sense, right? Like that, okay, people are watching it for some amount. You can start probably start doing the math quicker than I can and figure out like, well, how much on average do people watch this for? Well, that's actually gonna be built into the analytics in this case of YouTube. So we may not need to do that, but what you can see here, this gives us an idea. Like we want that number to go up. We want it to be higher. Uh, if you've got a longer video, you should be seeing longer watch times. If you've got a shorter video, you might see shorter, like less watch time in cumulative. Uh, but again, are people watching it? It's a good, good metric to see. YouTube also offers here in this overview tab about subscribers. If that's something you're interested in is getting people to subscribe to your channel. We are at, at the Visual Lounge. We'd love to get you to subscribe and come back for more videos. However, most uh, platforms may not have that. So uh, it's a good metric. It's one that I think you pay attention to if that's something you're going after. Is this giving people a reason to to continue to want your content or or not? I'm going to scroll down a little bit here on this page. 
And YouTube does this, I think, particularly well, is it gives an average view duration and the average percentage viewed. So the average view duration is how much did each viewer on average view? So this is a, th a the video that we're looking at is three minutes and 16 seconds. So in this case, in a three minute and 16 second video, the average view duration was one minute and 23 seconds. So each viewer on average watched about a third of this video, maybe just a little bit more than a third. Is that good? Is that bad? That's the question, right? This is where the analytics aren't going to tell us if the viewer thought it was good or bad. It's going to be that we need to make some decisions about like, okay, why did they only watch a minute 23? Did we do something to cause them to stop watching? Did we, is our video set up in such a way that maybe they got the answer they needed and they stopped watching it because they got the answer they needed. They didn't need to watch three minutes. They only needed this amount of it. Did we do something that would turn people away? Now, I want to be clear here. This is the average view duration. This does not mean they watched only the first minute and 23 seconds. They could have done something like I might do. I might say like, okay, I'm going to skip, 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 skip. Oh, this is the part that I want. Let's watch that. And then I'm going to watch through until I get to this average view duration. Obviously, some people might watch more. A lot of people watch less. Now, in YouTube fashion, they've done something that's called retention. And this is a graph and it's a, a very interesting graph that shows you where you start to lose people along your video. So in this particular graph, you can see it starts off that, you know, beginning of video, you're already, this video is already down to 89% of viewers are watching. So we've lost 11% from the very get go and it drops pretty quickly. And this is true of most videos that it will drop pretty quickly in your first five seconds. So when we get to five seconds, we're down to 69% of the people are still watching. We've lost that many people. So um, good to know, right? Like we've lost a bunch of people. Now, one of the things as you go along your graph, you're going to look for is a point if it goes back up. So at 41 seconds, so we were down, we sunk all the way down to about 61 seconds here along the way. And then at about 33 seconds into the video, we start seeing it go dramatically up to back up to 72%. What this means is people were rewinding and rewatching the things that were happening during this part. It, it could be anything, right? It could be a critical moment like, Ooh, this information is so valuable. I'm going to rewind that and play it again. Or maybe it's just something happened that was like, wait a second. What was that? I couldn't understand it. So I've got to watch it again. Or maybe it was funny. Maybe it was interesting. Like, or profound, who knows? But for whatever reason, and that's, you got to go back and watch the video and see what happened during that time. Why did my audience choose to rewind and watch this part? Or why were people, maybe they're skipping ahead until they found that part and they're like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And then what you'll see typically as you go through these videos like this is it's the long tail down to, uh, you know, lower retention. And it's, this is going to be a little different for every video. Uh, if we go back over to maybe this first video, again, this is, this is a longer, a uh, little bit longer video. I guess it's a shorter video, two minutes, 32 seconds. You see at the very beginning here, we actually have higher retention than normal people were watching the beginning a bunch, I guess, cause it's 106%. But within our first five seconds, uh, we're pretty good. Actually, we're down to around 83% and it goes all the way down to the very end where you get to your lowest spot where it's 82%. So I had a, this, the second video, just kind of a slow, gradual decline where in this first video, we see it's a quick decline, kind of comes back up and then we see that same decline. So, 
But this is a really good retention graph to look at. You want to know what your viewers are doing. And this is probably the most insightful, for me, one of the most insightful gr glimpses into my viewers' minds. Because they show me like, yep, this was worth watching and it was worth watching again. Or I can say like, oh man, I really did something here at the beginning that's not gathering and capturing their attention. And therefore, you know, what happened? Like, why did we lose them so quickly? And, and you know, I've seen graphs that this drops off much more quickly. I've seen it where it's much more gradual. Uh, I've seen more bumps along the way. I've told this story before, but I love telling it. There was a video here on YouTube that uh, I produced way back, probably, gosh, we're almost getting to 10 years ago. And one of the things that we looked at as we made this video it was a, more of a story, is more for marketing purposes, showing off uh, how to remove color in Camtasia. And we get to a point in the story where there's an applause like this. You show this scene of these people applauding and guess what happens? People stopped watching the video at 37 seconds. And why did they stop watching at 37 seconds? Because applause, you know, clapping. What does it mean? It means the end. And they thought that was the end of the video. And the rest of the video, up, up until 51 seconds, so 37 seconds to 51 seconds, they thought it was not worth their time because the video was done, obviously. And they missed the tagline. They missed that key essential point. They missed the thinking reason we made this video. It's to tell them that Camtasia could now do this. And it didn't matter because they didn't see it. So... Big lesson learned. So, but we only knew that because we could look at the retention graph and we could see like, why, why are so many people dropping off at 37 seconds? It was like falling off a cliff. But then we went and we looked at the video. Now YouTube is kind of cool in that sense. That, and other platforms do this too, that when I go to that point, I can watch it right there in the analytics. And it's like, Hmm, we knew. We knew, we knew right away and we knew that it was going to be hard to fix and we knew it was going to be a problem. So analytics can give you those kind of big insights. And, but a lot of times you're going to be like, you know, if I'm looking at the video here again and we, we look at this, like if I'm trying to figure out why are people coming back? I don't know. Let's, let's, I can, I can play this back. I, I don't think we're going to make sense of it today. I, I think there's some information here that's interesting. That's probably worth repeating. Um, but you'll have to suss it out. You have to figure that out. And it might take some more investigation outside of analytics, including maybe surveying or asking some of your viewers. Okay, so we've talked a lot about that one because it's such an important metric. I, it's one of my favorite and I think one of the most useful. Now, YouTube, again, because they're a platform that is interested not only in what's happening with your video, they're interested in maybe getting people to, to the video. They're kind of a distribution platform. Uh, unlike maybe like a Wistia where it's more just focused on performance of the video. I do want to go through these because I think it's it can be valuable. Uh, you've got reach. So because it's serving up, YouTube is serving up these videos to a variety of different people. All your reach uh, analytics are going to help you see, are, is this getting in front of people? Are people even starting to find it? So for impressions, that means it saw they saw it right here. Total number of times your video thumbnail was shown to viewers since the video was published. So that means that could be on someone else's page, that could be on the homepage, that could be, you know, in a recommended video, that thumbnail is out there, which tells you if, if you're getting impressions, but no clicks, what's wrong with my thumbnail? What's wrong with my title? What's wrong with, it's not drawing people in, it's not getting attention. And so it's going to give you some other stats in there. So for instance, it's going to give you a, a click-through rate. So of those impressions, what percentage of people actually took action and clicked and watched your video? 
Great to know if you're trying to promote something, then it's going to try give you those views. Now it's YouTube because it's a search engine. It's again, unique in the sense that it's going to start telling you where did most of your viewers come from? You know, uh, are they external? It's YouTube search. Is it direct? You know, you've maybe sent a bunch of people, friends, family, loved ones, colleagues, whomever, you've sent them a link so they could go right to the video. You know, is it something that YouTube is suggesting? Is it people are just browsing to it and more, right? So you get to start to see um, all the things that happen with that video. I'm like, how's it getting found? And you might see like from external sites, where are people coming from? You know, in this case, we see some percentage of people were coming from textman.com. A lot of people coming from Google search. And if you're looking to get your video found, this is a really great piece of information because you want to be in front of your audience. But it's, it's you know, one of the things, if you're doing internal, you've got a CMS or a learning management system that you're putting your video on and you've got a set number of people that are going to watch it. This data probably doesn't do you any good because you are directly sending them to it. But if you're a marketer or you're trying to get found or trying to promote your or your to yourself to your customers, you want your customers to be able to learn but not have to go to, directly to you because, you know, the first thing they're going to do is probably go to Google when they've got a question, not necessarily to your website. This could be really valuable information to say like, oh, wow, a lot of our people, 20% of the people that watch this video came from a YouTube search. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Or they were external and we'd have to dig into that, you know, what that means and, and whatnot. But you can see some of the other external sites like Google search. Cool. Uh, you can also see what videos are suggesting this. Like, where does this come up? What else is, are people watching? You know, have you put it in a playlist? So there's lots of this other data that I think is really inform informationally rich and informative and I think can help you understand, again, if you're interested in promoting the video, it can be really interesting and valuable to look at. So um, I'll just point out here, you got the, the funnel. So you got impressions that go to a click-through click rate, which how many of those views from, came from those, that impress, those impressions? How much did they count an average watch? And then that watch time. So you can see like from that, that particular impression funnel, this is what that audience is doing. That might be good. That might be bad. It depends a lot on your channel, your content topic, all those things. So don't, let's be careful about comparing you to me because it's going to be different, right? What, what TechSmith is doing here versus maybe what you're doing or somebody, but somebody else is doing, you got to be careful about those numbers because we've got different circumstances, different audiences and, and whatnot. So, um, just, just know that as you look at different, you know, what's the, what's the quote that uh, comparison is a theft of joy. Um, it's good to compare and make sure you're, you know, in line, but make sure you're comparing the right things with, uh, if you're looking at anybody else's channels. Engagement, we sort of spent a long time on engagement. You can see this is just a whole nother page that gets dedicated to it in YouTube. Uh, they've got things with like likes and dislikes. And if you got other things that you've added in, one thing that they do is also show you a kind of typical retention compared. This is compared across YouTube to uh, videos of similar length. And so you can definitely, you can definitely dig in. And then can you even see some audience information? I, I got to warn you from YouTube perspective, audience information feels a little sus to me because if what, what if I watched and I'm not logged in, you know, how are they pulling all the information? Google has no doubt gotten tons of data about all of us through search, through Gmail, through all the things that we do, but I still take it with a grain of salt. Um, because sometimes I just, I, 
something there. I just don't know what it is. But you can see like how many people watch this video that were subscribed or not subscribed. So again, thinking about your audience, where are they watching from? There's again, some demographic stuff I would say just be careful about because I don't know if I trust it. Um, what language or subtitles are they using? In, in this case, it's interesting to see uh, people are using English subtitles. Uh, most people are not using any subtitles. So overall, that's kind of a quick look through most of YouTube, but I, I think it's important that in the, the scheme of things that we don't just talk about YouTube because for most of us, YouTube isn't our home destination. We Again, we've got maybe a learning management system that we're hosting through Wistia, Vidyard, Vimeo, you name it. Uh, and they've got something slightly different. So I'm going to share with you, I'm going to switch here, and we're going to look at Wistia, which is a hosting platform. If you're not familiar with them, they host videos. Um, it's not like YouTube. It's not a search engine. You're not going to go and just find all the videos. It's a, basically a box. I put my videos in the box and I can serve them and put them wherever I want. Or I could direct people to that specific video on Wistia, but that's a less likely scenario. So we, we use them a lot to embed our videos on our website or in our blog or kind of wherever we need them. That's not YouTube, uh, including TechSmith Academy. And if you haven't heard of TechSmith Academy, go to academy.techsmith.com and check it out because it's always a good time. And this is actually an Academy video. So what you see here is they are showing some very similar things. Average engagement. You know, what What are people looking at? The number of plays. How many people see this video and then click play? You know, and that's an interesting one because that's, you know, it's kind of like views, but it's a little different because what they're able to do is say, you know, in this case, let's say there was 100 people. Saw the they saw that there was a video of those hundred people. Ninety seven of them clicked play on this video. Now we can go and start looking at details of this, and I think that's kind of uh, you know really important. So that it breaks down each of their metrics. So for instance, on this video, with a seventy four percent average engagement, on average people play seventy four percent point one percent of the media. Okay, cool. So. They're not watching all of it on average. They're watching three quarters of it, which is pretty good. Now, my guess is there's, they, they get to a point and they say that, yep, that's enough. Or they skip some stuff because they're like, yep, I don't need to see this. I don't need to see this. Or, you know, they're chopping off the end because they, they felt like it was finishing. Now, of that 74.1% that were engaged, it can tell me the number of hours played. And it gives me a formula so I can start looking at this and saying, okay, there's about 1,500 hours played, and I'm going to divide that by total plays times media length, and that's how I got the engaged number. Wow, cool. Now, the next one, total plays, right? The media was uploaded, ooh, over four years ago, meaning it's getting old. That's good to know because I might need to go back and refresh that, especially if it's not performing as well as it once did. Now, I can see day, daily plays. I can go to the trend graph, which, you know, uh, something here. We'll see what it comes up. I didn't click on this, but here we go. It's going to bring up a whole new interface with more insights. You can see this is, you know, it gives me a timeline so we could actually go longer. I, I like looking at over time versus just a short period of time so I can see what's happening, especially if a video has got longer. So you can see, interestingly enough, it gets some spikes along the way. And then you can look at it for a couple different videos. Um, so you want to, you know, there's, there's hidden gems in the analytics. You've got to dig into it. You've got to look at it and say, is this what I want to look at? Is this answering my question? And I'm going to go back to kind of the original for this page 
for this particular video if I can get back to it. So that way we can look at play rate real quick because play rate is again telling me of the 17.9 thousand people who loaded this media, there are 17.4 thousand people who played it. And that's again showing you the math. Now, so you can you can see like Wistia is doing a really good job at explaining, helping you understand where these metrics come from. You, but it's limited, much more limited on the overall kind of data compared to YouTube. So that's an advantage YouTube has. These other sites may not have the same richness. I think uh, these are really good because for the audience that's watching these videos, I probably don't need to see too much more. You can also see kind of the, that same engagement graph where people are dropping off again. Same kind of idea. If you see a spike in the graph when it's trending downward, that means people watch something there. Uh, they went back and and rewatched it. And you'll see there's some little ones here along the way too. Sometimes they're hard to see. The other thing that their Wistia is going to provide is what are called heat maps. And you can see that as you look at the heat maps, there are these bright colors and it's showing me what parts of the video people watch. So you can see some people are watching every, almost everything. Some people are skipping around. Some people are re rewinding. And so you can, you can then export that, put it into a, a system that's going to work for you to really analyze it. There's a little bit more information. I'm not going to click here just because I don't want to reveal it here in the video, but you can see other details about the viewer. Nothing uh, too crazy, uh, but you know, like I'm already seeing if it's, it's telling me some locations um, and perhaps what service they're picking up their internet through. So not a lot of identifiable, no identifiable information here, but it is kind of interesting to see what people came to and what they watched uh, during the time of the video. But it's, but again, it's a lot more basic when you go to some of these other sites. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just, I think I, it's something I want you to be aware of. Now with any one single one of these metrics, you cannot probably make a great decision about your videos. Are they successful? You don't know. Is views enough? Probably not. Is engagement rate enough? Probably not. Do you want to understand the play rate or all it's when you start taking them in a collective, that is when metrics start to give us details about the video and help us understand what it's doing. And again, it is still not the end all be all because there are, is a whole world of data that we just don't have that might be useful for videos. And there are ways if you are clever and understand Google analytics, there are ways to hook your videos up with Google analytics and probably get other data things that will might help you. So for instance, if you have a video on a page, you might even cross-reference and say, you know, this video got watched on average, uh, you know, got watched 75, 75% of it got watched, right? You might look at it in your Google analytics for the page that it's embedded on or on and say, well, but they spent 10 minutes on the page and I'm making this up, right? The video was five minutes. They spent, let's say three minutes and 50 seconds on it but they were on the page for 10 minutes. Well, great. Why? <laughs> Why were they there? What other information was there? So you can start putting these things in context in place of all the other data. And again, now I, I just want to clarify, I am not a data expert. There are people that run circles around me with data, but I think just getting this basic kind of understanding is so essential. Let's start to figure out like, hey, what does this metric mean to us? And why do we care about it? Or do we not care about it? And then set that date to say, hey, I'm going to launch this video. And in two weeks, we're going to look at it. And then in two months, we're going to look at it and see what happens. And then you might be able to decide like, oh my gosh, this thing's blowing up. It's doing awesome. Or, oh, 
Why are people rewatching this? And you go back and you'll see with fresh eyes, people were clapping, which they thought it was the end of the video. Or, man, that was really confusing. Or, oh, <laughs> that's the, that was the funny part. We did something funny there. Or there's something weird in the background you didn't notice. It's like, oh my gosh, ah, they're rewatching it because they want to see the guy in the background fall over or whatever it might be. So think about your metrics. Think about these things. Go through, figure out what your system has. Look at them and then use them to help you make better decisions, whether about changing that video or even just about how you make future videos. So I think it's, uh, hopefully this is helpful kind of as a viewpoint. Now, before we're going to get to our final take in just a second, but I thought, you know, one of the things I don't do a lot of, I don't ever do speed round questions, but we did set up a new speed round system where we've got a dice and we've got this really uh, this setup. And I, I thought, you know what? I will take every once in a while, I'm going to do, I'm going to roll the die. I'm going to answer a couple of speed round questions. So let's dive in to speed round. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I have a 12-sided die. I have 12 questions that are the same for every single one of our guests, and I'm going to answer a few of them. We'll see how this goes. And we've got something new today just for fun. We are going to roll the die. I'm going to answer questions. But you get to know that I'm not cheating. So are you ready? Here we go. Welcome to the dice cam. The first, oh, this is crazy because the, the last guest we had on, that's a seven. So the last guest we had on, I rolled a four, a five, and a six. And now that is a seven. We're going in order. So it's, the question is, if I had to shift careers out of the world of technology, of TechSmith, what would I do? And that's a great question because if I could do anything, you know, I'm doing what I want to do. That's the hard part. I, you know, I think, um, if I had to do it and I had to make money doing it, I would want to go and learn more about film production and maybe work on films or uh, maybe even, you know, figure out how to be a writer, like actually go and write some stuff. I've been working on some writing, but you know, I would love to do something that mentally active and gets me out there, uh, allows me to keep doing stuff like this, to be honest. So I feel very lucky. Okay. Should we do another one? Let's, let's hear back to the dice cam. Here we go. So, you know, I'm not cheating. If it's an eight, I'm going to kind of freak out. I think that is a, that is a nine with the line underneath. So question nine, is there a question I would have asked? I wish I would have asked. Oh, that's a terrible one. I wish someone would ask me. How about this? Because I'm asking myself, I wish someone would ask me about my first video so I could just talk about how terrible it was because I want to encourage people and inspire them to make their own videos. And I want you to know, it doesn't start with a camera that looks like this or a microphone that sounds like this. It starts with bad video. And I would tell you that, as I've said many times on the show in previous times, that make your first bad video and get it over with, but show, learn from it. That's the, that's the beauty here. We want to learn from our first bad video. We want to learn from our second okay video, our third mediocre video, our fourth decent video. We want to learn from our videos. So, But that first video... It was for a job at TechSmith a long time ago, making a Camtasia tutorial. And then do you know what I did? I didn't just make a tutorial about, I think it was callouts. I actually made a video about callouts in Camtasia 3.2 or something like that. And then I made a commentary video. That's right. I justified all my instructional design decisions and points in the video with like an eight minute video, which was crazy long, super bit loaded. And I, I don't, I'm not even sure how we sent it to them, but it seemed to work. Thanks, TechSmith. 
Okay, one more question and then we'll get to the final take. So here's our dice cam. See again, no, I'm not cheating. It is question number 11. Oh, awesome. What is one resource that you think everyone should know about? Loaded question. Thank you, Die. The, the resources I think everyone should know about is the TechSmith Academy. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but TechSmith Academy is a passion project of mine, one that I've been able to work on for TechSmith, but academy.techsmith.com. Academy.techsmith.com. And it is just so much information. We've got some really great courses from Nick Nimmin. We've got other great creators, Oz Dussoule. We've got Michelle Wiedemer. We've got uh, Don Mahoney. We've got other TechSmithies. We've got interviews with some Nick Nimmin, Sean Canal, and Amy Landino, and others all for free. It's all for free. And so that's a resource I think everyone should know about and go look at and see if there's something there to help you to make better videos. Okay. With that all said, let's do final take. Here's the thing. Everyone should learn a little bit about metrics and that little bit you should be using on a regular basis to make better decisions about future videos and also about changes you need to make to current videos. And if you do that by learning a little bit about the metrics available in video platforms, you will make better decisions and be able to understand what your audience is doing better so that you can create videos that are going to be more enticing, more engaging, and more helpful. All right, everybody, that's it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Visual Lounge. We'll be back with another great show. And don't forget, if you did like the show, you find this information useful and valuable, make sure you hit like and subscribe. You hit the bell notification so you never miss when we launch another video. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we hope that you spend a little time to level up 